Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and once again, I've got our founder, Dan Wells, with me today. And we're going to be talking today about something that I've been working on. And as a little change from normal, Dan's going to interview me today instead of me interviewing Dan. So this this is going to be a little test, see how well it works. So, Dan, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Kevin. It's great to be here and looking forward to interviewing you. Um, so, Kevin, we, we obviously we've had lots and lots of people in the Future CFO programme and we've been reflecting upon the different modules. Um, and one of the modules that we've been talking about a lot recently is module three, which is fast tracking people's development. And then Kevin, I know this is one of the module workshops that you've been hosting for a few months now. Um, do you want to give us your perspectives on it? Yeah, and we've we've looked at this really, Dan, to solve a little bit of a problem. Obviously, the Future CFO program has been going for 12 months now. We've had a lot of people going through it. And we were finding that people were getting a little bit stuck at module three, particularly after we introduced the Growth CFO competency framework. Now, competency framework is really giving our members a whole load of insight into what's happening in their in their career at the moment. It's, it's showing the nine core competencies that we've identified for a CFO, and it's broken each of those core competencies down into five different areas. So if you go and take the competency framework, you are rated against 45 separate things. Now, I'd expect even an experienced CFO not to score well across all 45 to score very well on some, but not so well on others, because there's always room to improve. And a lot of it depends on what you've been exposed to across your career and what you haven't. Now, somebody who's not yet a CFO is going to score worse than a really competent, really well-established CFO. And the problem is, it's while it's shown folk where they are, it's shown too many development areas and given them too much of a challenge. So we found that people have ended up spending an awful lot of time when it comes to module three, looking at all of those competencies and trying to develop them all at once and kind of getting overwhelmed, bogged down and so on. So we've gone back in to look at module three to say, how do we really help people fast track a development plan? How do we help them to prioritize what they really need to know? So that's that's what I've been up to. And putting together the new module three in the program. It sounds like you've been busy, Kevin. I mean, there's certainly lots to cover. And I know as well as the different competency skills, people have to think about what their other sort of big personal challenges are. Um, and indeed the type of journey that, that they aspire to go on over the next sort of three to five years in their career as well. So, um, so Kevin, having sort of pulled all that together, um, how, how have you gone about rewriting the actual module lessons within the online course? Well, I've started back at some first principles, Dan. Um, many of our listeners will know that I also do another podcast called The Next 100 Days with my friend Graham Arrowsmith. Now, we, we cover an awful lot of different ground these days on The Next 100 Days podcast, but it all started from the idea that you should, if you've identified you need to do something, 
look at focusing on one thing for the next 100 days. And our concept was always you took 10 days to plan it and 90 days to get on and do it. So I've taken a little bit of that concept and put that into module three. And I'm saying, guys, you've got a lot to learn about. You've identified an awful lot of things in the competency framework. But if you start trying to work on any more than one or two of those things over the next 90 days, then you're going to be an overwhelm. You're not going to focus on the right things. You're just going to get lost. So look, you need to regard building your competencies as something that's going to take you 12, 24, even 36 months. And look at the key things in the next 90 days that you need to address and make a difference. So we're taking a systematic view of how do you work out what to do next and what's important to you. So that's that's at the core of what we're doing, Dan. That sounds like a great approach, Kevin. And, you know, obviously there's so many things to think about. And I know people are already so busy within their roles. Um, and I guess it, it sort of asked the question which so many people ask us about. I mean, most people know that their learning and development is something that's really, really important to them. Um, but it's quite hard to get it up their sort of urgent list into the top two or three because they're always so busy with you mm. know, demanding work tasks. People were sort of shouting at them for stuff they wanted done yesterday. Yeah. Um, is that something you, you helped to cover within the course as well? Yeah. I, two things there, Dan. Number one is, yes, learning and development, it's a good thing to do. I really believe that the best way to do learning development is on a just-in-time basis. If you've got a need to find out about something, wait till you need to use it to find out about it. Because if, you, if you're learning about it and using it in practice at the same time, you'll go find out the stuff you need to know and it'll stick. And you'll learn a little bit as well as the textbook stuff by a bit of trial and error. And sometimes failing at things and looking again and getting it right is the best way to learn. So there's a whole element here in terms of which competencies do you need to improve? Well. One of the things that I'm suggesting to people is, well, what's the most urgent? Which of these competencies do you need to use in the next three months, six months? That's probably what you ought to be focusing on then in the next three months or six months. It sounds pretty obvious if you say it like that, but you know, an awful lot of our, our future CFO folk will, will look at the competency framework and see that big block of the competency framework that says transactions. And they'll realize that, oh, the sort of CFO I want to be, I'm going to be in a startup, I'm going to need to go through funding rounds, I'm going to need to bring investors in, or I might get through a business sale. Oh, that's all the stuff that I need to know about. Well, fine. Yeah, you might need to know about it. But are you going to be doing it next week? Probably not. Um, have I got an important presentation to give in the next couple of months? that was really going to expose me to some new people and I really need to perform well at. Well, good presentation skills, convincing people is very much a CFO skill. You feel you're lacking there. Well, possibly that's the area you should start learning about. And presentations are something a CFO will always give. There are many, many CFOs that we come across that have never been anywhere near a transaction in a 40-year career. So, you know, one of the first things we do before even that prioritization is there's an exercise in there to ask folk to say, well, actually, what sort of CFO do you want to be? What's your vision? Where do you want to be in three years time? What sort of company do you want to work for? What sort of industry do you want to be in? Are you, 
are you a CFO that's all about the investment, a Wall Street type CFO, you could say, or are you a CFO that's all about the operations of the business? Are you a CFO that's all about the strategy of the business? Now, depending which one you particularly want to be in, the competencies in certain areas of our competency framework are more important than others. So just because you've got a bad score across 20 of our 45 areas doesn't mean you've got to go develop all 20. No, it's helping people get down to the four or five that are important for them. And everybody is different. So that, that's at the core of what we're doing in the new module three, Dan. Well, that makes complete sense, Kevin, because you know, talking to a lot of people in the community, you know, those people who haven't been able to find the time to really invest in learning and development, I guess they're kind of almost at the mercy of just whatever type of experience they're lucky enough to get handed in their current roles. Yeah. Um, whereas I guess what you're saying, Kevin, is you know, working out the, the journey that you aspire to go on allows you to determine you know, where your actual gaps are in experience and, and therefore mm. what you really need to prioritise in your learning plan. Yeah, and the emphasis now in Module 3 is definitely on fast track. It's what's important to you. But I think it's as well very interesting there, Dan, is the, the pressure that a lot of the folk on the, on the programme are under. And it's a time in my career that I remember, and you haven't been far from that sort of period in your career as well, because it, you've got a young family, you've got a lot of pressures from that young family, and an awful lot of folk on the, the Future CFO programme have got those same pressures. And... One of the things we're doing now in Module 3 as well is a time audit. We're saying, hang on a minute, you've got 168 hours in a week. What do you do with the 168 hours? And actually getting folk to take stock, and I suggest they spend a week or two weeks on this as they're doing Module 3, but record what you do every hour of every day. I'm not just talking about the 36 or the 40 hours a week that you're at work. I'm talking about the whole 168 hours. What are you up to and when? On the simple theory that if you're going to do a development program, like a future CFO program, then even before you start that, your 168 hours is going to be full up. So as important as setting yourself objectives for what are you going to do? What are your learning objectives? I think you've got to have objectives in there for what you're not going to do. And the exercise we do sort of focuses in and... It's, it's something I've nicked off uh, another internet business teacher who said, well, hang on, divide your list of what you do up into four things. List one, things that you absolutely hate doing. List number two, things that you do, but you're no good at. List number three, list of things that you do, you're good at, you love doing, but you as the finance leader shouldn't be doing. You're the CFO, you shouldn't be doing the bank rec, for example, unless you are the only person in your finance function. Uh, list number four is the stuff you really like doing, you enjoy doing. I know I've mentioned work examples and the stuff you do well, but I'm saying do this for the whole 100, 168 hours in your week, obviously excluding the time you're asleep, and start thinking about, well, stuff that I hate doing. Can I get somebody else to do that? I hate cutting the lawn. Pay a gardener to do it. 
one of the classics when when I've done this with business owners is the the second box stuff that I'm no good at number of business owners that decide they want to build their own website no you're no good at it pay a web developer um I've given you the example already in the third block of uh, well the CFO shouldn't shouldn't be keeping the books you should be advising the business so you can see very quickly the sorts of things that you perhaps be delegating outsourcing and so on and then the next bit of this is think about the finance team around you particularly work items the stuff you shouldn't be doing well hang on we're starting to think about the development plan for your number two or the rest of your team what should we be passing down to those folks to develop them so it's a useful technique dan not just for work but for life in general yeah you start Working out, working your way through a week in fifteen-minute blocks, and keeping a timesheet for everything you do, you probably shock yourself at the amount of time you spend. You waste on Facebook, or you waste sitting in front of the television set, and you suddenly see where all the time is that you could be doing something different. And it's really interesting, isn't it, Kevin? Because you know, in, in terms of the time requirements for the Future CFO program, it's roughly around two hours a month up to about three or four hours depending on you know how much you want to prioritize your gaps in any individual month and um, so when you sort of look at that in the context of what you've just described and you know the opportunities to cut down existing tasks to free up time for you know prioritizing learning and development i mean that sounds like that's something that you know anyone really should be able to yeah. achieve yeah it should be it should be and uh, the thing about that 168 hours Dan, is that some folk achieve an incredible amount. Other folk achieve very little. It's all down to how you prioritize those hours. So actually sitting in module three, we haven't just put together a way of getting the right learning and development together for the future CFO program. We've, we've given people a set of probably lifelong skills about how to plan and prioritize. Absolutely, Kevin. And, you know, it sounds like it yeah, it should be a really helpful um, set of lessons and, and indeed workshop for people to benefit from. Um, I guess the, the final thing to talk about here is, you know, once you've had a good chance to think about that and work through all the lessons that are within the module three course, um, presumably we have something in there to help them actually document the plan and, and indeed oh, to yeah, monitor a, their progress as well. We've, we've got a pretty big workbook and there's, there, are, there are exercises in the workbook on how do you set your value how do you understand your own values? How do you set your three-year vision? And then there's a big section about setting quarterly, monthly objectives. So there's a there's a planning book. We don't get down to the day-to-day to-do lists or anything like that because everybody's got their favourite way of managing their own time, their favourite little app that they use on their phone to, to record those tasks. But it, this is about planning the bigger picture. So there's a there's a there's a pretty big workbook to download that backs this up. Great. Well, Kevin, I mean, we, we've talked through you know, most of the aspects of the new module three. I, personally, I'm really looking forward to seeing the final version, which I know you've been working very hard on. Uh, when should people expect to be able to see it and, and start working through well, it in the live websites? As we talk now, which is we're on uh, Wednesday, the 6th of October, four of the six topics are live. The, the, the final two should be live tomorrow, Dan. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, they're probably there. And I've set myself a deadline now. I've got to meet, haven't I? 
Well, Kevin, no, nothing like a good deadline to get things done. But um, thank you for letting me interview you today. It's been nice to switch roles in the in the podcast show. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone's found that helpful. Um, but Kevin, I, I'll, I'll leave you to close the podcast. That's absolutely super, Dan. Perhaps I ought to hand the podcast interviewing over to you permanently. <laughs> I think you're the expert, Kevin, but it's certainly been a lot of fun. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin.